Initiating Turbo Dude with Joe and Paulos. Warning, side effects may include examining your own insecurities, finding your way to a healthy relationship, and not being a jerk. It was a fun. <laughs> We're changing our diet to spiders today. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back to episode seven of the Turbo Dude podcast. We're thrilled to have you back here today. We're going to be reacting to clips from different pieces of the red pill manosphere. Mm -hmm. I've assembled some. Aaron's assembled some. See, let us know if you agree, disagree with what is being said here. This is the first episode that we have done that is not live in studio because I will be having surgery. Aaron will no longer doing stuff. Aaron will no no, no longer be with us. Next I'm, I'm dead now at this point. <laughs> the following week we will be back. If you are an audio only listener, there will absolutely be enough information that you can follow along, you know, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. But if you want to actually see our reactions, hop Ooh. over to our YouTube channel, which is Turbo Dude Podcast. Almost forgot the name for a second there. It's okay. YouTube Turbo Dude Podcast. We'll see you over there and let's dive into it. Let's do it. So I found, you might know this guy. You might know his face. I kind of hope you don't. Okay. He's sort of my new favorite person to follow online. Lovely. Yeah, maybe my girlfriend's the most loyal girl in the entire world and she would never cheat. Would you park your Ferrari in the hood even if you had the best security system in it? No, because you don't want fucking motherfuckers just taking a baseball bat and cracking the shit out of that thing, right? You can have the most secure safe in the entire world. Motherfucker, you can have four knocks with all your your fucking money and all your valuables in it right and you know probably nobody can crack the code but if you're standing there would you let people take your safe and throw it off your roof and smash it and try to break into it probably fucking not and you guys will only learn and find out if you don't listen to me and you say i'm talking shit you'll only learn when it happens to you and you'll be like damn i should have listened to spence should have listened to spence so <laughs> is that what his name is so my first reaction to this is i think he's getting two things like conflated i think that's the right word conflated yeah, yeah. um he's talking about like physical safety of like yes. an object like a car and he's making the comparison with women yes physical safety is something completely different than like trust in a partner and i think oftentimes in that argument they get turned into the same thing like i'm, I'm right. just concerned for your safety babe that's why i don't ever to go out without me that that's the big thing i think that like you know if my wife was like hey can i go into like the worst part of like denver or colorado yeah. springs alone i'd be like, like that that's a horrible idea don't do it like yeah. there's a good chance you get robbed or something worse yeah um that's what I feel like he's he's making an argument for, for yeah. the physical safety of like the car or the woman. Yeah. Um, but really, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about like, because he mentioned cheating, I think, early, right? Yes. Like he said his woman would, would never cheat on yeah. him. That That's that's the problem. But he, he's, he's taking these two different ideas and like melding them together into one like equally as bad sort of like, yes. <laughs> you know, Instagram video or reel or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I think comparing uh, women to cars or like women to objects is what a lot of a lot of this rhetoric kind of falls back to that. Right. And I think the arguments on the surface can kind of sound convincing sometimes if you don't it think definitely about does. it a little bit deeper. Girl won't let you go through her phone and you just got to think there's a reason why. And everybody will have a bunch of excuses. All the girls will have excuses like, oh my God, it's my privacy. It's my privacy. It's I want a relationship where I have nothing to hide. You have nothing to hide no i'm not gonna go through your phone but i need to know if i want to and if i ever feel some type of way or i have a suspicion about something i'm able to his rationale is like he should be able to when he wants to yes because am i getting that correct yeah not that he's going to but that it needs to be open to him in case he wants to well i'm trying to think about this the way that like i work with like my wife yeah and like she she doesn't like go through my stuff. She doesn't yeah. go through my phone, but like I she'll ask for my phone yes. for something else. Like maybe she her phone's not around or something. I have no problem giving it over. If someone doesn't want you to go through their uh -huh. phone, 
I don't know. Like if I asked for Megan's phone for something unrelated. Yes. And she was like, no, you can't have my phone. That would be really weird for me. Yes. Mostly because like if Megan needed my phone for something, like I'm happily giving it over. I don't, oh. I don't have anything. Yeah, absolutely. So I don't know. This one seems a little bit more legit compared to his other ones. Oh yeah. This I was, I was like, oh, this is kind of an interesting. This seems like point. perfectly legitimate. So I heard a clip from some podcast the other day that was like, if you're in a relationship with someone, you are sharing the most intimate parts mm-hmm. of yourself with them. Like if you're engaging sexually, like all of that, why wouldn't, why would the line be, you can't look at my phone? Mm-hmm. I was like, that's an interesting argument because my perspective on it is if you're not, if it's not established and agreed upon, it's a violation. Of, it's a relationship violation to then go through someone's phone if it's not pre-established. That's an open book for you. Okay, I guess like the interesting part of this would be yeah. if a partner told you early on they do not want you going through their phone. Would you stay with someone if that's absolutely what they said? not? It, okay, okay, no, yeah, there's yeah. no way. I don't think I would either. That that seems like, I just, I don't really have any secrets from my wife. Yeah. Um, and I can't think of anything beyond like maybe like my like my wife, like having a private conversation with like a close friend of hers where I'm not like. About something like personal. Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, if someone, as long as it's not like harmful to me in any way or yeah. someone else, like I don't, I don't really think I need to know like everything. Yeah. I'm also not ever going through my wife's messages because I try, I have trust there. Yeah. Um, but if she like made a specific point of like, if I needed to get into her phone to like access a map or something yes, and she was like, no, don't look through my phone. Yeah. That yeah. seems like a pretty big red flag to me. I would agree. I think pretty universally. I think Spence is on for this one. Yeah, I think. Well, and I also like that he said, no, I'm not going to go through your phone, but I, know, I need to know that if I wanted to, I could. I kind of agree with that no, in I, relationship. I think I agree with everything that he said. Like every relationship I've ever been in, that's been the case. We're like. Wait, okay. Is, is Spence part of like the manosphere generally? I think he's trying to be. Okay. Like this is like kind of in line with what we've been saying since yeah. the beginning. Is oh, like, yeah. Like 30%, like 30% of the manosphere, like like they do good things yeah. sometimes. Points are dead on sometimes. But it's like 30%. Yeah. That's about as far as it goes. And this is this is right in line. I think the first two clips that we watched were yeah. like, eh. Oh, and there's another one he has where he talks about like, I want to be the best man I possibly can be That's in a relationship. Too? And that was like right after the, I keep my, my girlfriend in the basement oh, one. It's like, what are you? Like they're trying too this hard. This is confusing. Happen if I put a girl in those kind of scenarios and she doesn't act right or doesn't make the right choice. I'll keep her. I'll keep fucking her, but I'll fuck her different. You go to just go to just go from all that nice shit to just fucking her like she's like, but not in a good way like she's nothing, in a bad way like she's nothing. The real G's though, what I'm you're saying here. Slut. There's and, and a difference. Yeah, there's and, a difference. And what I, and and you'll speak to this about it's because in that moment you have her in her most vulnerable place. That's that's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. right. That's that's women, especially during sex. That's when women are most programmable because they're most vulnerable. Like. If you get a bitch and she's just about to come and you start saying in her face, I'm going to cheat on you, you fucking slut. And she comes while you say you're going to yep. cheat. She's going to end up getting horny next time you cheat. The, the, the G's of the game yeah. know exactly yeah. what I'm Lazy talking about. Thing, bro. And, and, and you yeah. can do that. Yep. Gradually over time, if she ain't acting right, you can change the way you fuck a bitch to make her start to get insecure about he doesn't actually care. He doesn't actually yep. like me. So the part of that, that, yeah, I know. I need a moment after that as Jesus, well. Jesus, Joe. Um... By the way, this is like everybody. That's Ooh. Fresh and Fit, Rolo Tomasi, Justin. Andrew Tate, Justin Waller. The part of that, a woman is most vulnerable when you're fucking her. Programmable too. And programmable. And they're all like fucking cackling. Cackling over that. Like that's how you manipulate someone. Boy. How fucked up is that? 
I, I'm trying to like collect my thoughts here. Yeah, take your the time. The first thing that I thought of was like, oh, like when I watched Justin Waller on the Iced Coffee Hour, yes. I kind of liked him a little bit. Same. And now he's a fucking douchebag on this. Yeah. Um, like him sort of agreeing. I mean, but that's kind of what he is, right? He's kind of like Andrew Tate's lackey, he's more like or less. He's like a yes man to stuff. It's kind of pathetic watching him like next to Andrew Tate, yeah. like looking up to him like yes. he needs approval. I know. It's fucking Daddy pathetic. Like- it's just sad to hear this kind of stuff. But this is exactly why like I have so much, so many problems with the red pill movement generally is because yeah. there's significant disdain toward women. Yes. And there, there's a lack of respect. It's all about trying to like do everything you can to like work them for your own like physical benefit. Yes. And that's why like I just said, I have no respect for any of these men. No, I, I, yeah. And the like laughing in the middle from Myron of like, yeah, you dumb slut. Like no real man gets their advice from any of these fucking guys. And this, like this stuff is the reason why, like there are people in my life who I've been like, do you know who Andrew Tate is? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah. No, like, I mean like, yeah, maybe a little controversial, but like, I like some of his stuff. And I'm like, I always want to be like, can we sit down for like four hours and can I take you down the rabbit hole of what these people actually believe? Because the top level of like, work hard, build yourself, or maybe some like funny controversial takes. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Like we can all get on board with pieces of that. But then this is the shit that I believe that they truly believe. Oh yeah. About women. Well, this, this, this feels like a very comfortable like setting for them. Yeah. This is like them. It's there was, it almost feels like there were microphones somewhere that there shouldn't have. This is like the really sad thing. Like if, if Andrew Tate only like pushed like tradi- like truly traditional like treatment of women. Yeah. Um, the way that like, you know, it should be to some degree, like from their perspective. Yeah. And didn't add in all this extra garbage. He'd be someone that I could actually respect as having a different opinion than me. Absolutely. But there's so much like vitriol toward women. Yeah. And, like like if, if you're not getting that from this clip, like I, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And yeah, I just, this like so perfectly encapsulated because it's all of them, like in one place at one time laughing about this shit. It made me, it made my skin crawl. I have an alpha male diet. Now, what does that mean? It means I only eat predators. Okay. (laughs) Do not put a prey animal on my plate. I will not touch it. Now, who's the number one predator? Pound for pound? It's spiders. Okay, spiders can take down animals a thousand times their size. So I eat anywhere from 3,000 to 4,000 spiders a day. People are saying that's too many spiders. People are saying you shouldn't be eating any spiders. I'm saying you're listening to the beta FDA telling you you need a balanced diet. Do you know what's awesome about this guy? This guy is actually more believable in what he's saying than Spence was Wait, from that's earlier. So true. I'd be like, all right, the alpha spider diet, maybe. This guy's fantastic. He's like truly committed. I love it. We're changing our diet to spiders today. For our audio listeners, what we are reviewing right now is a clip. It's just music, so I'll explain it to you. But it is a traditional trad wife gal by the name of Esty Williams. We don't know anything about her except for this clip, but she's showing all the pushback that she's gotten from so many different outlets for showing that she is a traditional wife. You know, she stays home, she cooks, cleans, takes care of the kids, that sort of setup. And all the vitriol and article headlines about why what she is doing seems to be wrong. So have you ever seen this one before? No. So I think I think her name is S.D. Williams. I, I believe that's the correct pronunciation. Yeah. So she prescribes to a uh, super traditional, like 1950s-esque relationship with her husband. Okay. Where like if you look at any of our other videos, it's hard to find one that like we could actually show because there's a bunch of music. Oh, fair. We'll probably have to change the music on that we too. Will, yeah. uh, but she like loves being like a trad wife and is a huge fan of it. And a lot of people, I think that was part of what this video was about, like had very like extreme reactions and thought that she was doing this really bad thing 
by pushing traditional like trad wife as something that she loved. If it's presented as like, here's how I'm living my life and I really enjoy this and this relationship structure works for me. Fantastic. I am definitely not against traditional relationships. I would even say I, I generally prefer a more traditional relationship mm-hmm. because I get to make that choice. Right. Yeah. Not because it's prescribed to me or I'm told it's the only world I can possibly have. Mm-hmm. Cause we talk about preference and like a lot of what we talk about here on yeah. the channel and like, if somebody has like discussed and like thought about it and had an, an internal conversation about how they want to live their life, yeah. if they're not hurting somebody else, well, there's no problem on my end. Yeah. And I mean, for themselves too, which yes. I, I don't think this, this qualifies as like any sort of internal no. hurt. No, I think traditional relationships can work fucking fantastic for a lot yeah. of people. I don't think there's a damn thing wrong with that. I was just curious. Yeah, no, I like it. This was a good clip to go through. Three years ago, I thought that I had it all and there was something missing from my life. So I, I did things with the guy who treated me like a princess and would have been the best husband to me. And I started chasing this feeling that was never matched. That unexplained feeling that she could do better that's called hypergamy red pill guys have been talking about it for years it's the woman's biological need to always look for the best possible mate she can find a lot of women are always looking to trade up it's biology it's psychology it's in their dna it's science it's also one of the reasons why a lot of modern women will never be truly happy First of all, I think it's really interesting when people re- repeatedly say it's biology. It's science. It's science, it's science Aaron. Uh-huh. Do you think these people have ever looked up anything about hypergamy or studies that have actually been done around it or anything like that? Probably not. First of all, she didn't say that she traded up. She said she left a relationship to chase a particular feeling, right? Mm-hmm. I think hypergamy is, is primarily bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like the way that it's talked about, no, women are not always looking to trade up. Why are they so angry about this? So I don't think this is actually an example of hypergamy at all. I don't think it relates at all. No, I think that like the woman is saying, so what's interesting is she described, I, I think the woman's description of her event was actually like not exactly the way that she said it. Yeah. I think what she was saying was that I was dating this particular nice guy who and treated me great. Like a princess, which yes. kind of talks to that like pedestal idea that I was talking about earlier, yeah. where I think that reeks of desperation in some ways sometimes. Yeah. And I think that like, that's not attractive. And so she started looking for something else. That's what I think was actually happening. I think that yeah. was, that was never going to be a workable relationship to begin with. Someone that like treats you like, I mean, like she, if she really enjoyed that, yeah, she wouldn't have left it. Yeah. If it was I would say in most situations, time, in like, most situations. I wonder if this also sort of hints at the idea that someone thinks that if they treat someone like a princess, that person should stay, period, end of story. I think that goes into like the, I'm a nice guy. Yes. You should love this. That's that's the feeling that I get from that, where it's like, yeah, this is just very much nice guy vibes. Yeah. Which I That's what I got. I'm always very concerned for because mm-hmm. it gets scary really quickly. Yeah. But him saying this is like a great example of hypergamy is complete nonsense. I, I don't think. Yeah. She didn't talk about trading up. Men was. care about a woman's past. Women care more about a man's future. So if you find out that this girl you're dating used to be a stripper or a hoe or a Cardi B type girl, I don't care where she's at today. It's like I can't bring this girl out in public. If a woman finds out that that dude used to be like 
homeless, like uh, had sex with a ton of women and just was like an asshole, whatever, but now he's cleaned it up and his future looks bright, women will jump all over that. 100%. Versus a man will not go back and, and, and try to relive a woman's checkered past. I would say that there is some truth to what he is mm -hmm. saying. I do think this comes back to the ideas of purity, though. Yeah. Like, that's what that hits on for me, is that, like, if you aren't pure enough for the man, then, like, he can't, you're not fit to be seen in public with, mm -hmm. right? But, like, if you had some kind of past, right, like, if you worked up from nothing or whatever it was, mm -hmm. that doesn't matter. And, like, women don't care about that. And I, I think there is some truth to what he's saying. I disagree that it's how things should be. And I think it is the way that a lot of things are, though. Interesting. What I do you think? I think that men and women generally do care about each other's pasts though but i think it's not it's not just women or just men like i think that like number of sexual partners whether it's men or women does mean something to a partner i think it does i really like in my conversations with female friends and this is just anecdotal right mm -hmm. there's been one friend in my entire life who even hinted at the idea that she gave a shit about how many people mm -hmm. a male partner had been with no woman i know actually cares about that Pretty much every woman I know has been judged for what their number is. Mm -hmm. I think that there is a disparity there. I do think it makes sense to have a conversation about it, regardless mm -hmm. of gender. I think maybe I just sort of get... I mean, I, I do think that men and women generally value different things. Yeah. I think that men value, like, beauty in the same way that yeah. women value, like, money sometimes. Or, like, maybe yeah. did. I think yeah. we're seeing somewhat less of that moving forward as we have more, like, financially independent women, which is, I think, alarming to, to some folks. Yeah, I, I think that's... I don't want to say causing issues. Well, it is. It is causing issues. The shift in kind of the social contract between men and women right. if you're talking about not homosexual what's the opposite of homosexual oh god heterosexual yeah if, if you're talking about heterosexual relationships do you think that there is a difference in the way that men generally look at a woman's past versus the way that women look at a man's past i think coming from like red pill manosphere yeah i think they generally prescribe that you should not be with someone that has had over a certain number of sexual partners certainly they do i think in actual practice most men are happy to find anyone. Oh, interesting. I think that a lot of men are very lonely. Yeah, oh, I think so too. And I think that they, if they find someone that like meets like physical attraction levels yeah. and like is a, you know, like they have companionate qualities with, um, I think that they're more than happy about it. Huh. You have a very interesting like section of men who will pronounce that they really, really care. But if it actually came down to it, and they weren't on like one of these podcasts and someone walked up to them that was like a former Victoria's Secret model or something, but had maybe slept with a hundred people or more. Yeah. They wouldn't care at all. That's my guess. Yeah. I think in practice, most men are just happy to have the attention. Yeah. You what, might be right. Take that, take that how you want. Let, yeah. Let us know what you think of the comment section down below based on your own experience. But that is an interesting take. I, I have, I've also heard she talked about, I think it was one of the Fresh and Fit guys. She was like, like, I know everyone in this space and they'll be like, yeah, you know, always pay for a woman. I would never let her anything. And she's like, I've seen them out and about. They're splitting stuff all the time. It's like what they say in these like macho manly ways is not sure. always what's actually represented in real life. I think it rarely is. Yeah. Except by maybe like the hosts themselves. Maybe. 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 <laughs> so thanks for being here with us for our first reaction video that is not live in studio next week we are going to be back with a live show join us it's actually just going to be aaron and i again yep. on the 22nd and we are going to be dissecting the book that i just mentioned indeed why women deserve less 
piece by piece live with you guys. So check out the link in the description for it's, that. It's not a big book. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry, was that mean? Uh, no, not at all. It is really all. thin, It's a though. really small book, which know. was great for just like- I don't have a book. Through. Maybe I shouldn't say anything. I don't right? know. Yeah, maybe we should write some books and get some cred behind our names. Maybe. Maybe. I can't think of any other way to sign up. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>